Well, it's so good to be with you today. Thank you for for joining me. It's a delight uh, to be able to pray, and we'll do that today. Okay, if you're on hold, I'll do my very best to get you on the air. We had a caller who didn't make it there, but he was asking, he says, you know, how, do, how can we offer what's not ours? You know, when we say, I offer the body and blood, the soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, these things belong to Jesus, not us, right? That's what most people think. I remember Dr. Robert Stackpole, he's a, a brilliant theologian, an expert on divine mercy. He once said to me, uh, it's an excellent, very profound question. Uh, and he says, you know, we can break it down into a number of parts. I don't have time to, to go into great detail in all of this because we have to pray, but I'll just give you a quick thumbnail. Um, he once said to me, he says, look, in a sense, Christ does belong to us just as we belong to him. He says, the New Testament says that, you know, the relationship of Jesus to his disciples is so close that we literally become his mystical body on earth and he fills us with his spirit, right? So when we offer him to the Father in the chapel, we're also offering ourselves in and with him and he's offering us and with himself, you know, spiritually we're, we're so enmeshed, Dr. Stackpole said that um, as to be almost inseparable from him, of course, you know, saved, you know, unrepentant mortal sin, of course, you can't be in sin. But the New Testament also tells us, you know, it, it gives us that relationship of Christ, right? That, that spousal relationship where Christ is the bridegroom and the church is his bride. And as in any true spousal relationship, the spouse, in a sense, belong to each other to become one flesh. So um, he, he explained it to me that. And Father Chris Aylor also talked about how we share in that priesthood and we can offer him up. It's not the same as offering mass, of course, um, but uh, th there's so much more to this. There's actually probably three or four other aspects of this that we can dive into. But just as a quick thumbnail, I hope that answers part of, of the question. And maybe a little bit later, if I have time, I can dive into it in greater detail. I want to ask you for prayers. Though. I, I, something happened to me the other day, and um, it was a test of my faith, and it was a test of my trust, and really. And I, and I said to my wife, because it really kind of spooked me a little bit and caused me a lot of anxiety. And um, I, I vowed to God years ago, several years ago, to never doubt him again. Uh, and I, I said, I will not. I don't care what faces me. I refuse to worry. Scripture tells us that worry will not add a day to our life, right? Not, not a single day. So what good is it? It's prayer and faith that certainly moves the heart of God. Um, in fact, the Lord told St. Faustina that one act of trust at moments of, of suffering or trial like that gives greater glory to God than all those hours passed in prayer, you know? One single act of total trust to God in those moments is so unbelievably powerful. So I vowed to God, I'll, I'll never doubt. But you know what? I'm human. And just like just like you, and, and when we face difficult times, sometimes you're thinking, oh my gosh, how, I don't see a resolution to this, or man, this is going to cost, or you know, you, you know the situations that face you. And um, I, I said to my wife, I said, you know something, it's times like that. It's easy to trust when things are going well, you know, things cruising along. It says, oh yeah, I, I trust in God. I'll always trust in him. But the second that the storm begins to rage, right? And water's coming over the boat. Um, takes a lot of faith, doesn't it? It takes a lot of trust to even get out of that boat and walk towards Christ, who is always there extending his hand to you and to me. And I said to my wife last night, this is a great opportunity. I thanked God uh, for the opportunity to exercise my own trust, my opportunity to, to really have faith. 
And I, I know the power of the chaplet. And I've spoken to you so many times. The Lord made unbelievable promises to this prayer. His heart is moved by it. And, you know, if it's according to his will, your prayers are going to be answered through this prayer. There's not a doubt in my mind. This is one of the most powerful gifts that I think we have been given in recent times from heaven. And I think we need it more than ever. And I prayed not just a chaplet, but I prayed a novena chaplet. I prayed nine chaplets in a row. Because I know I, Faustina so many times had situations in her life where she faced a, a situation, whether it was an element with the weather or a storm or some other situation where the Lord would actually say to her, pray the chaplet that I have told you, you know, and the storm will cease or pray the chaplet that, I, that I've, you know, I've, I've given to you and the rain will come. You know, I, I think if you're facing a situation like that, this repetition of prayer, this offering of the body and blood, the soul and divinity to the Lord, the exercise of trust really brings about, I think, unbelievable miracles. So I'm waiting to see how God resolves this small little issue that came up, and I'm I'm hoping for, for a little miracle. And um, we'll see what happens. But my uh, I'm praying the chapter. I'd appreciate it if you'd pray for me too. You know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I, ha I had an intention, and you came through, and I had an answer to that prayer. So I need another short one, you know? Life's a test. We're filled with them all the time. And I'm grateful for these tests because this is how we grow closer to the Lord and and I know he delights in us and in our faith. I'm joined today by my colleague, Celine. She is praying with me this afternoon. And Celine, it's always good to have you here with me. Anything you want to pray for today as we as we launch our chaplet? Hi, Drew. Thank you. And yes, I would like to pray for my best friend's grandmother, Barbara. She is facing an unexpected health condition, and I hope she's able mm. to find peace with it. All right. Well, let's pray for her now. And of course, Maggie's on Twitter. She's going to be taking your intentions there, too. So if you have some, it's at Drew Mariani Show. You can do a quick search for that, at Drew Mariani Show, and uh, leave us your intentions. Of course, I'm getting a ton of them in my inbox. I'll try to share some of them, but we don't have a whole lot of time right now. So let's pray. All right, we'll turn to the Lord, give him our hearts. Let's trust as we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world, a font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Marcia's listening in Naperville, Illinois. Hi, Marcia. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Drew, Mariani, and staff. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm calling today, and uh, well, now that you brought up your request that I learn to pray, as all of you do for you, Drew, and all your staff you. and family, whatever you're facing. And I am calling for uh, our son's landlord who had symptoms of COVID and didn't tell anyone for his health, healing, and restoration. And now our son uh, was uh, tested yesterday, and he's going for a second test today. And um, that he, they are both healed and delivered, and their health springs forth speedily in all the earth, like the co-mediatrix of all Amen. graces for all nations, all people. All right. Well, let's pray right delivered now. Delivered okay? from disease and war and corruption. Right, thank you. You got it, Marcia. Thank you. Thanks for calling. In. I'm glad to pray with you today. And, We'll pray for her son's landlord to be healed from COVID. And Lord, I just give you anyone who is battling COVID right now. We pray for an end to Omicron, to Delta, to all these variants. I pray for those businesses who have suffered brutally as a result of this. I pray for our country. And as Marcia called out, we pray for your protection over this nation from degeneration, disaster, disease, from war. And that you bless and protect this country and bring about the conversion of our enemies. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the crosses of life. We thank you for these opportunities to, to pray and to trust. And we place our hearts in your merciful heart as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Judy's listening in Lincoln, Rhode Island. Hi, Judy. Good afternoon. Yes, hi, Drew. Um, yes, I'd like to pr pray for your intentions, especially today. Yes. And also um, for the repose of the soul of my husband who passed suddenly three months ago. Oh, no. Um and also for my brother, who is uh, bedridden, he has um, kidney issues, diabetes. Um, he's very in very tough shape. And um, for also uh, family members who I would love to come back to the church. Amen. All right, well, let's pray for all of those intentions. Judy, I'm sorry for your loss. I know it's going to be a tough Christmas for you. My heart goes out to you. I can't imagine what it must be like to lose uh, a spouse. So... Uh, count on my deepest prayers, okay? And I know our whole family here is going to be praying for you as well. So hang Thank in there. you. If you can, have a Merry okay. Christmas. 
All right, Lord, I give you Judy. I, I give you anyone who has lost loved ones, who mourn the loss of their spouse or their parents or their children. Lord, I know we are created to live forever, and I, I thank you for that. I thank you for the solace and the comfort that comes, knowing that one day we will be perfectly reunited. And I just ask for those who need the grace of conversion, those who are away from the faith. But I pray for, uh, well, in particular, her husband and all those souls who have gone before us and are in purgatory. And I pray for the sick, for those family members, and just thank you for my family here that I'm praying with. And I ask you to hear the prayers of everyone united with me as I pray, Eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, and we'll go to Maggie in a second. This is a uh, go to Janet though first, Maggie, and then I'll bring you on. Um, Janet's listening in Chicago. Hi, Janet. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. I'd like to request prayers for a two-year-old boy who was killed in a house fire this afternoon in Chicago oh, no. on the south um, southwest side, and for the family and. Um, can't imagine what it must be like for them to lose a child oh. just before Christmas anytime, oh. but of course just before Christmas. Um, and I'd also like to um, ask our prayers for all that I know uh, who have COVID, everyone I know that has COVID, yeah. um, anyone that has bleeding issues, is facing surgery, yeah. um, and also uh, Thanksgiving for relief for, um, for myself from sciatica and back pain. Oh. Wow, praise God. That's an answer to prayer. Yeah. That's it amazing. is, it is. I know I've heard many, many call in saying that they can't get relief. Um, no. Physical therapy, uh, God God gives us many ways to be Amen. healed, right? And physical A therapy Amen to that. Well. That's right. He uses medicine and, 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 oh, I'm sorry, go right ahead. Go ahead, Janet. Oh, Thanksgiving for my therapist as well, my physical <laughs> therapist as well. She's great. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah, let's thank God for, you know, the gifts of therapy and, and medicines and all sorts of treatments. God can use the natural to bring about our healing. He can certainly do it in a very supernatural way, too. And I never limit God. I just I hold out that cup. And however the Lord wants to answer the prayers, we thank him for that. But I, let's pray for that family who's lost their baby. Two-year-old child lost in a house fire. How tragic. Lord, we just ask for your mercy again. And we don't understand the sufferings or tragedy of life. Um, but we trust and we know that you bring good out of every situation. And we, we love you. Uh, Maggie is on our Twitter account, too. A lot of intentions coming in there. And, and Maggie, who can we pray for? Uh, Kim wrote to us, she said, uh, for a peaceful death for my mother-in-law and all others about to wow. leave us. Uh, wow. She says, Jesus, I trust in you. So she, she knows the chaplet. Um, one of our followers is asking for prayers for their hubby with sinus and lung issues. Um, and that everyone would believe in the joy 
of our newborn savior. I loved that. Um, Susan wrote to us, she said, praying for my mom, she was just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. My dad is also fighting a rare cancer. We need a miracle so my parents, who are just in their late 60s, can continue to live and enjoy life. Jesus, we trust in you. Uh, and let's take one more. Um, we've got Meritus says, Thanks, Thanksgiving for an answered prayer. My parents in their 80s have returned home after being away for two years. They're wow. healthy and well. Yeah, praise God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny how a theme runs through the chaplet sometimes. So much death and mourning. Um, I know the Lord's sending grace. He's bringing healing. He's sending grace that person approaching death. I just want to lift up all those intentions you just voiced and unite mine and all who pray with us. And merciful Father, we ask you to hear our prayers as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our fourth decade. You know, I also want to pray for um, Kevin Turley. He is a, a great journalist. He's going to be joining me in the next segment. He, he's uh, joining us from England and um, wrote a great piece. But he's a good man, and we need good men uh, like him. He joins us for the chaplet. He's one of our international uh, prayer warriors. You know, we have him all over the all over the world, and we're so grateful for those who tune in via the app or the web to to join us around the world. Know that I want to pray for you on this decade as well. Uh, Stephen is listening in um, in Rhode Island. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter, Stephen, good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon, Drew. Um, I'm just praying. I just want some prayers for my family. We all contracted COVID. My mother and I are on the mend. I'm about 95%. My mother's 75% better. Mm. But um, please pray for my father. He's in the ER right now. Mm. His name is David. And for my grandmother, she's 95. And currently she's in hospice right now. Mm. It's a matter of time. I'm sorry to hear that. And she has COVID. All right, Stephen, we're here for you, brother. Thank you. I'm glad you got through. I'm so sorry your family's suffering so deeply, especially this time of year. And again, here's that theme. We pray for those in hospice, those who only have a matter of time. Lord, I give you, Stephen, I know how upset he is, how emotional he is right now. And I just pray for his family, his father in particular, that as a result of these prayers from this moment forward, that man's health begins to change pray for those you're calling home and then I just pray for those in the battle uh, with, with health conditions whether they're cardiac or whether they're COVID related or whether they're pulmonary or 
whether whatever they may be, Lord, any debilitating disease or ailment, we ask for your mercy. We ask for your healing. And I give you the temporal needs, the finances, and the relationships of so many as well at this time of year as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Patricia is praying with us in Whittier, California. Patricia, good afternoon. Good afternoon, um, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, Patricia. Hello? No, I'm here. No, delighted to pray with you. Thank okay. you for calling. Thank you. I wanted to ask you for prayer for my 28-year-old son, Enrique Jr., who um, is suffering from cirrhosis of the liver mm. and bleeding, and his ammonia levels are so high that he's unable to communicate. And I'm so sad to see him suffering this way. They won't put him on the transplant list because they want six months of sobriety, but they yeah. say he has 70% chance of dying before he even gets to the list. Wow. It's only 28. I'm so oh. sad. Oh, Patricia, I'm sorry. Yeah, as a mother, as a parent, you know, I would feel the same way. Um, look, I'm glad you got through today. And I don't want you to mourn. I don't want you to weep. Nothing is impossible with God. I really want you to believe that addiction is not greater than God. It's not greater than him. I'll tell you right now. I think of the scripture in Mark where it says, you know, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You know, the scripture tells us all things are possible with God. That's what the angel Gabriel told to the mother of God. And when St. Faustina, you know, the Lord yeah. told her, he says, I, I rejoice when souls ask for much because I desire to give them much, very much. But I'm sad when they ask for little, little when they narrow their hearts. Um, let's ask big right now for your son, okay? Let's pray for okay. his complete and total healing from his liberation from that addiction and that you'll have many years with him and he'll be a testimony to the power of this prayer. And Lord, I just give you this soul right now. Um, and I just ask for his healing. I, I know these addictions, cancer, and these ailments sometimes seem impossible from a worldly perspective, but not with you. And I ask right now uh, for your mercy on him and for complete conversion. I pray for all those battling with addiction, all those who are homeless, all those who are most in need of your mercy. And I only have a minute. Let me sneak you in in Belleville, uh, Belleville Illinois. Good afternoon. Oh, hi, Drew. I pray for your intentions. Thank I you. beg for your listeners to help me pray for my granddaughter, Emily, who is in labor at this moment, that she delivers a safely and a beautiful, healthy baby for my uh, repose of my yeah. husband and Brian, the souls of my husband, and Ron and Brian. 
um, for my dear friend Connie, who's been diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's, and my cousin Bill, who's succumbing to cancer. Right. Thank you so much for taking my call. My you beautiful it, family is so supportive. Yeah. Hey, Thank you, Drew. Congratulations on your new grandchild. I'm excited. All right. We'll, we'll pray it's a right now. Great grandchild. For, oh, great grandchild. <laughs> I stand correct. Well, yeah. let me give you a double yeah. congratulation on that. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. It'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll pray for her right now. How many is that? I'm sorry, Ann, I missed you. You broke thank up. You. Yeah, I do got oh, it. Oh, thank you so much. You got it. Uh, Lord, I pray for Emily, who's going into birth right now, and all those mothers contemplating uh, abortion. I pray that you hold back their hands. But I do pray for anyone experiencing complications in pregnancy, for all the intentions that Anne has just brought forward, for all those now united with me. We turn to you with trust, with confidence in this prayer. We pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments, we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence, submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much for praying with me. I'm telling you, I know graces are flowing. Sometimes God's time is not ours. Let's be patient. And when you're put to the test, rejoice in it. It's an opportunity for you to trust and let God know how much you love him, how much confidence you have in his mercy. And believe me, he will delight in that. When we return... Let's lighten it up a little bit, all right? Let's talk Christmas. Let's talk Christmas movies. And let's talk about one of those all-time classics. That is straight ahead.
Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. There's nothing like the voice of Bing Crosby. Of a white Christmas. Or the innocence of Rudolph. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Nothing better than drinking hot cocoa by the fire with your family. Or singing Christmas carols with a friend. Enjoy the season and remember that with the Christ child, everything gets brighter. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Oh, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, I got a quick programming of really great news. During the break, I'm actually broadcasting not from our studios at the network today, but from home as we're approaching Christmas week. And my wife and I had this intention I just shared with you when I prayed that chapel to Novenas. I knew God would hear this prayer. She walked in and said, you want to hear the good news or the bad news? I'm like, all right, give me the good news first. That thing we were praying for um, just completely has been resolved. So I said, well, give me the bad news. She goes, there is no bad news. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, that's great. So God did hear those prayers. I am grateful for everyone who's prayed with us. And maybe uh, I can share with you a little bit of what it's all about. I want to do that yet. I want to clear it with my wife. But um, it is something that uh, it, was, it would have been a, a cross, let's just put it that way, for the Mariani family. And it was, uh, it was alleviated. And, and I just, you know, I want to thank the Lord for the ability to, to trust. I mean, that's really what this all comes down to, isn't it? Trust. It's all about, um, you know, those opportunities that you face in life that are difficult. And they're hard. You know, when the doctor gives you the diagnosis and it doesn't look good or, you know, your kid's flunking out of college or your debt is so deep that you'll never see light. I mean, how do you trust? How do you get beyond that? It's hard. It really is. It's incredibly difficult. Those are the times that you need to do it all the more. And you need to breathe deep because, look, worry and anxiety will not move the meter at all. It is your prayer and it's your faith. It's your sacrifice. It's the fasting. Those are the things that work miracles. And those are things that change things. Those are the things that help defy the laws of, of, of science and logic and everything that the world says is the way it's got to be. You know, cancer and addiction, not greater than God. You know, it's not greater than God. No way. Your finances, they're not permanent. God can change them in a heartbeat. And I just want you to know that. And I'm so grateful for your for your prayers. Um, I, you know, again, I, I'll just, I don't want to belabor the point, but, um, you know, I, it was a, kind of my Christmas lesson, you know? I, and I, I preach it, you know, I preach trusting all the time and how important it is to, to trust the Lord. I know exactly what St. Faustina wrote about it. It's really the key, I think, to unlocking and unleashing the power of, of your prayer. But I'll, t- I'll tell you, um, we all are given these opportunities. Life is a giant test. I say it all the time. You know, um, take, take advantage of it. Thank God. I rejoiced in that opportunity. You know, I did. I said, thank you for this opportunity. Trust me, I'm going to do it. Maybe you're frustrated. You want something to happen. It's just not happening. Maybe you can't figure out why your prayers aren't being answered. You know, maybe you said, Drew, I am praying. I am trusting. They're not being answered. One solution is let go of whatever it is, right? Whatever you're yearning for 
and just put it in God's hands. I, you know, when I was looking for, when my, my, my production company was coming to an end, I prayed so hard that God would resurrect it. That wasn't, God, that wasn't God's will. Eventually, I just, I got on my knees. I said, Lord, your will, not mine. If this isn't your will for me, I don't want it. I don't want it. And we have to surrender. We have to say, Lord, I know you've got a bigger plan. I know you've got something even better in store for me. And that's how you got to pray. You got to give it to God. You have to trust beyond surrender. And when you do that, new doors will open. Greater blessings will come. Healing will ensue. Blessing will fill your life. I, I guarantee you, because I've seen it. I've walked this path before. And I'm not immune to it. You don't just pass the test. You're often put to it in new incarnations, new ways. Put your mind on other matters right now. Let your Christmas be one filled with joy. Because anxiety, if you give into it, if you allow it to enter into your household, into your life, into your mind, into your heart, it will inhibit grace. It'll cause a spirit of fear. And that fear can come in lots of ways. It can be the product of repeated action on your part, right? It, it, you know, so often I think we inher inherit spiritual baggage, right? You know, a mixture of the good and bad. Uh, maybe in your life you're dealing with infirmity or despair or greed or impurity or addiction or, you know, gluttony, lust. I mean, look at those, those sins. You know, divorce runs in family, right? You, you often see that. And so often we see uh, a magnification of, of these problems. It says in Ephesians, right? Ephesians 6, it says, faith should be held up as a shield. You know, your faith should be held up as a shield against the fiery darts of the evil one because then they're extinguished. Have faith. You know, trust in Jesus. What do we pray every day in the Divine Mercy Chapel? Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. You know, when Pope John Paul II approached death, he said very simply with no fear at all, no hesitation, it's time to go to the Father's house. That's what he said. That, that's faith. That's understanding that life is, it's not ending. It's only continuing. My own father, I was at his bedside when he died. And my father was a very prayerful man. In the latter part of his life, after his conversion, he fell in love with his faith. He prayed the rosary nonstop, would attend mass, was sacrificial and generous. And as his lungs were filling up with fluid, doctors came in to possibly tap them one more time, but they had told my mother and told the family that, you know, it's his time. It's an inevitability. And they asked him, do you want to have your lungs tapped? And he, I remember him pointing to the heavens and saying, I want to go home. And it's a tough decision, but you know, you only say that if you have faith, if you're in a relationship with God, I want you today, and maybe there's a reason that you're hearing this. I want you to keep your eyes on the God of miracles. Okay. Because that's what God is. He is all love. He is so generous. He is all giving. He is the creator of the universe. I was watching a documentary on black holes the other night, right? Yeah. My wife thinks it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> and probably it is. So I find it fascinating. And when they show you our galaxy and then they zoom out and they continue to go out and you see God's creation, how vast, how infinite, how many galaxies there are. You know, it's just, it's amazing. It's just amazing. The creative nature of our God. And that God is in a personal relation with, relationship with you. He loves you. And he loves you more than you love yourself. And he sees in you the potential that you have to be with him for eternity. If you are away from the faith, I'm inviting today, come home. I mean, come back.
Uh, I guarantee you the experience will be very different. If you've not been to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, I believe God's speaking to you. He wants you back in that confessional. He wants to meet you there. He's only hidden by the priest. There you will encounter mercy. There you will encounter freedom and liberty and healing. I, I invite you back into the loving embrace of our Lord this Christmas. Because he knows. He knows you better than anyone. He knows that beneath the exterior, under the skin of that earthly body, and often deep under the burdens of life, is a person of just tremendous beauty, just waiting to burst out of that cocoon and, and move skyward. So with those eyes, you know, when we elevate our vision above the turmoil and the storm that we're in, beyond the problem, you're going to see outcomes. God, God will not fail you. Romans 8, 28 talks about how God brings good out of every situation. There's good that's going to come out of the situation you're in. You may not see it. I've got friends who have a son uh, who lost his vision in a gun accident. And I'm sure in the midst of their storm, they probably wondered, how would God ever bring good out of the situation, right? How will that, how could he ever, do, I mean, why? This is a tragedy beyond tragedy. This young boy, his life ahead of him, young high school kid, you know, uh, possible, you know, successful careers and marriage. And, you know, these people have been so faithful through that process. And I've said to them too, that God has a destiny for your son and he's going to be a witness to others. And his story is going to be one that's going to be a testimony. That test is going to be a testimony to the goodness and the mercy of God. When you, when you take your eyes off what's in front of you, the finances, the health, the, 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 the tragedy, when you look above those things that harass you, when you see beyond those trials on earth, you're going to enter into the miraculous. You know, no matter how severe, you're on the road to glory. You know, we're all on the same journey. We're all on the same road together. You and I, we're on the same path, you know? So uh, I, no matter how severe your situation is, it's what Christ saw on the cross, right? When he made his way to Calvary. It's the heaven that he had on his mind, even when he was crucified. And of course, Christ rose from death and conquered it for you and for I. So look, let's rejoice. I want to thank you for your generosity. I want to thank you for your prayers, uh, especially. And I just want to share that God had answered my prayers. He answered that act of trust and those novena of chaplets. I'm grateful for your prayers too. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, Kevin Turley will join us. Let's talk Christmas movies. A look at Christmas you won't get anywhere else. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Listening to the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yes, you are, and it's good to be here with you today. Thank you for joining me. I read a wonderful piece. Maggie's going to link over to it, I hope, on our Twitter page at Drew Mariani Show. It's called It's a Wonderful Life and Roe v. Wade. The film appealed to the masses as the Supreme Court ruling. Uh, Consigned a generation to non-existence. I know that's a long title. Uh, it's written by a guy named Kevin Turley who's joining me. Uh, excellent, excellent piece. And it really highlights a, a great classic Christmas movie. I, you know, I have my producer, Jake, who was on the show for years, I'd always ask him, what's your favorite movie? And he'd always say, it's a wonderful life, right? 
So many great Christmas movies at this time of year. It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. But it's a it's it's um it's a Wonderful Life pushed Jimmy Stewart to big time in Hollywood and it has warmed people's hearts with just a beautiful message of our inherent value over and over again since it came out in 1946 and it does have some bad theology in it. You know, you don't become an angel in the afterlife, just to be clear on that. But I, I thought we could take a look at that with uh, Kevin today. As I said, you can read his piece, and it, it's in-depth, and it's really a wonderful read at this time of year to give you a whole new perspective on that movie. And he joins me today. He's a gifted filmmaker and journalist, and he's been a great friend to the show, and it's good to talk with him. Kevin, thank you for being here, and thanks for your, your wonderful writing. It's good to talk with you. It's good to be with you, Drew. Thanks for having me on. You know, I, I, I read your piece actually today, uh, start to finish, and I just thought, man, your insights were great, the, the history that you were able to reveal, uh, the parallel to where we are right now. Uh, there's a, a plethora of Christmas movies that are out out there right now. You know, most of them, it seems to me, are focused on the materialistic understanding of the holiday. Uh, a lot of classic films, but A Wonderful Life seems to resonate with everyone. Let me throw it to you. I didn't realize it was a box office flop because when you ask people their favorite Christmas movie, everybody says that's their number one. Well, that, that's right, Drew. When it was first released, as I say in the uh, the piece, I mean, it was slightly uh, out of sync with, with the times. Um, the World War had just occurred, obviously. People were coming back from that. If you look at a lot of the films that Hollywood produced in the 1940s, and indeed films produced across Europe, they were, they were very dark films, dealing with often very dark themes. And um, although there's an element of that in It's a Wonderful Life, where obviously it starts with George Bailey contemplating suicide on Christmas Eve, you can't get much darker than that. Mm-hmm. But th- the film has what Capra is very good at, which is um, looking a bit beyond that and, and in a way... The film is suffused with a hope and a message of hope for its time, which possibly because of the times it was in would have been very easily dismissed. I mean, if you think of the title alone, It's a Wonderful Life, that's probably not what a lot of people who had just had their worlds turned upside down for the last five or six years during the World War wanted to hear, that it's a wonderful life. It it just didn't resonate. And to be honest, it fell really into obscurity until a clerical era in 1974, propelled it into the public domain, and thereafter it became a staple on television networks across the United States at Christmas. And that's where its popularity really begins. Kevin, explain that, though. I mean, what do you mean a a copyright error? I mean, the film is in public domain now? I mean, what what happened to it? How did that happen? Well, the film fell into the public domain because after a certain period of time, filmmakers have to renew the copyright. They have to renew the copyright in films. And for some reason in 1974, it just didn't happen with It's a Wonderful Life, which probably tells you something about um, how the film was viewed. It wasn't seen as particularly significant. And then for the next 20 years, it was in the public domain. Now, as it grew in popularity, the the, the people who had made it obviously started uh, making claims and and putting in claims for for its copyright, and and it is now in copyright. But for about 20 years... It was playing endlessly on networks across the United States. Wow. Uh, and because it was in the public domain, that's what was propelling it to the forefront. Uh, and as I say in the article, what's really interesting to me, because there's been so much written about it, it's a wonderful life, it's very hard to find anything new to say about mm-hmm. it. 
But it's just struck me suddenly that when did it fall into the public domain? 1974, Roe versus Wade had just happened the year before. And if you start to think about what the essential message is of this film, it couldn't be more distinct from what Roe versus Wade was saying. Wow. Why don't you expand on that a little bit? It's such a key point uh, today, it is. especially. Well, 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 you probably know the famous scene where um, Clarence the Angel takes George to the graveyard, and George is seeing all these graves of people who he, he knows are still alive. And what Clarence right. is explaining to him is that by George's absence, certain things never happened. And what the film is, is, the film's essential message, of course, is about the beauty of localism versus large corporations and about the little guy as opposed to the big entities around the world. There's all of that in that, which is very much sort of Catholic social teaching boiled down. But there's another aspect to it, and it's this, that George's life matters because his life is intrinsically valuable. But this is the other thing of the film. His life values is of value because it's intrinsically of value to other people. That if George doesn't exist, then certain other things and, and events ha- don't happen in the world. Other people are deficient because George didn't exist. Other people's lives are stunted because George didn't exist. For, the, for example, the woman that he marries and has a beautiful family with, in the film when he doesn't exist, she never marries. She ends up a spinster, a librarian, very unsatisfied and very unhappy and a tragic sort of life. And what that film is essentially saying is that everybody matters, that every life matters because it matters, but also because it matters to other people. And that is the essential counterblast to Roe versus Wade. It's saying, how many people did this uh, Supreme Court judgment, how many George Bailey's did it eradicate? And the knock-on effect of that. Yeah, I think that was such a great insight. There has been so much written on on this film, as you point out. But I thought your insight there was quite profound, Kevin. I, I really do. And I, it makes me think also about where we are in a culture today. How many lives globally, let alone in each of our nations, uh, are, are taken through abortion? And the impact that those lives would have had on the culture and, and on the world. Um, you know, it's really quite sad when you when you think about that. Um, you know, the, well, um, go ahead, go ahead, Kevin, please. Well, I, I heard, I heard the start of your show, um, Drew, and I, I couldn't agree more with you. You know, I mean, you know, we're all tired talking about abortion and the evil of abortion and sterile lamentation. And I was thinking, well, what two films could I point Drew and your audience mm. to this Christmas that are a complete counterblast to that? And if I may, can I recommend two films which your, you and your audience may not have heard of? Two documentaries. I know you're a documentarian, so you'll enjoy them. They're both from 2015. One is called The Dropbox. You may have seen it. It's a wonderful film about a South Korean pastor who sets up a Dropbox so that pregnant mothers can drop their child anonymously in the Dropbox, and he takes care of them. And it is a wonderfully inspirational film of a man who lives for these children. His wife and he look after them. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and it's such a counterblast, as I say, to the abortion industry. And the second film comes from Africa. It's called Mully. You may have heard of it, 2015 as well. And it's about a man who was a millionaire. And he decided to do God's will and abandon himself to God's will and look after abandoned children. And that decision affected 100,000 children. 
100,000 children that were just discarded by their mothers or whatever. And both of those films are so full of joy, so full of hope, and so full of the true spirit of Christmas, Drew. I can't recommend them enough because the one thing about dealing with the the evil of abortion is that it will depress and drag down. These films are feel-good films, but they're better than that because the Holy Spirit, I'm convinced, was directing both of them. Just one little vignette, which I know you'll enjoy, Drew. The director of the, the Dropbox started out as a complete atheist, went to Korea to make the film, just interested in the story, came back a Christian. Oh, praise God. Hey, I have less than a minute. The Dropbox, the name of the second uh, title again? Is Mully, M-U-L-L-Y. Both made in 2015, both readily available on various streaming platforms. Kevin, let me just say thank you uh, for your writing uh, and for your eloquence and for your contribution uh, this year. It's been great to have you here. Keep writing. I want to talk with you much more in the coming year. You inspire me, and I know you bring a lot of hope with the the work that you do. You shed a lot of light. So may you have a merry and very blessed Christmas. Thank you so much, Drew, and thank you for all you do. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. I'm up against the clock now. Your news and headlines are straight ahead. Those two movies, The Dropbox and Mully, I haven't seen either of them. They're going to be on my two-watch list. You can check it out. Also, make sure you read Kevin's article. We've posted it on our Twitter page.